right, welcome guys to the How Do You Health podcast. I'm really excited today because uh, we get to talk to Ann Woods, and she's over in San Francisco. She runs a holistic care clinic, basically um, for the most part, right? But your main focus is acupuncture, so we're gonna get into all of that here in a second. But I haven't done a podcast in like a month now, and so I'm excited to be back on the on the communication. You know, kind of. Uh, let me cl- close this. Uh, yeah, on the on the communication circuit again because we get to talk to people about what they love to do and uh, and and get to have a lot of fun with it. So, and can you give the listeners and viewers a, a little brief introduction of who you are? And actually, before I do that, I also got to introduce Jen Smith, and so she's also an acupuncture. So I'm going to be excited about this conversation a lot. So let's get the party started. Yes. Hey, Baldo. Hey, Jen. So nice to see both of you today. Um, Very excited to talk with you today. Thanks for having me on. So yes, I'm Ann Woods, licensed acupuncturist and herbalist, and I founded the Garden Wellness Clinic, which is here in San Francisco. We are an acupuncture clinic and holistic medicine clinic. We treat all sorts of patients and clients anywhere from, you know, everyday common symptoms, internal medicine, holistic skincare, um, pregnancy support, fertility support, you kind of name it, uh, we we support it. So yeah, really happy to to be here and talk to you about all of that today. Awesome. I uh there's a there's a question that I added a little further into the little um, I guess doc doc that we sent er- earlier, but I want to get into that question first. And basically, it's the it's the question about like how did what got you into wanting to study acupuncture? Like why did that? How did that become a passion? Or maybe even like when in your studies did it become such a passion? Hmm, great question. So I got into acupuncture and in, in Chinese medicine probably after a really bad car accident that I had when I was a teenager. And at the time, you know, I was uh, being raised by a mom who was a Western medicine nurse, um, an RN, and didn't know what acupuncture or Chinese medicine was. And I had some pretty bad whiplash and we tried acupuncture and not only, I was just blown away by the entire session. So not only did she gave me this incredible treatment, but I walked out with nutrition guidance, with exercises, and a whole plan to help my neck heal and get better. And I just had never been treated that way by a doctor before, or, you know, uh, I think we all share this, a really similar story, those of us who have experienced acupuncture. And then again, I had a couple of, um, acupuncture mentors, I'd like to call them when I was living in Austin, Texas, where you guys are. And they were so interesting. I was so curious about how this, how do you, how does this work? How you put these tiny little metal sticks all over the body and then all of a sudden healing happens, right? And at the time I was in college, so I had a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress and some hormone imbalances. And I was able to work on all of those things with just acupuncture and, um, and really witness a lot of beautiful healing. And I'm so grateful for those, those women. And they definitely inspired me to go to school and, and get into this system of, of ancient medicine and and natural medicine. Right. So 
it's yeah. it's been a really fun journey. Yeah. Well, it's it's, it's crazy because when I I think you know this, but my, the the business that I get to run with my best friend, he's a chiropractor, so there's a lot of information coming from like ancient practices with like chakras and with like all all of that. But mm-hmm. uh, but as far as acupuncture goes, I didn't do any acupuncture since until I met Jen. And I think that was one of the things that we were kind of connecting about was to like, Hey, can we, I want to try this sometime. And I think it took a while, even after we were friends for a while that I was like, Hey, can we try this already? Cause like, I keep hearing your excitement about it. What, what was your excitement with it? Like, well, how did you come into acupuncture? Such a similar story to Anne. Like, I think we all have this story of, I was actually experiencing skin issues, just like, Oh, so allergic and so reactive. And Now I look back and I'm like, of course it was stress and my nervous system was all out of whack, but this was a long time ago. And you know, every dermatologist gives you like a topical cream or something and sends you on your way. And then kind of out of desperation, I went to acupuncture and really similar to what you said, Anne, where I just sat with this woman and she asked me so many questions beyond what, what was happening with my skin. And I was, yeah, I was kind of enamored with it and so curious and she told me my liver was hot and I was like, oh, my <laughs> liver. And then down the rabbit hole of trying to understand what all the terminology meant. And yeah, and just became so, so curious about the medicine because it's kind of, yeah, it's so old and we, it's not easy to understand, but it's so effective. Um, and how many, how many years is the, to get a degree in acupuncture or, or to become a doctor, I guess? Really depends. Mm-hmm. I think the the institution in general is leaning more towards a doctorate degree, similar to what happened with physical therapy, was a master's in science, and then they just kind of encompassed in a doctorate. So I have a master's in science and uh, traditional Chinese medicine. And so that was that was about four years. And then also completed an undergraduate degree in Austin. Um, in psychology and studio arts. And so I was in school for a very long time. <laughs> where where in, uh, in Austin did you go to school at? Where are you going to school? I went to St. Edwards. Oh, okay. I think I remember that. Yeah, because I, I remember saying to you that that's that, that was my rival school because I went to St. Mary's in San Antonio oh, and I was a yeah. tennis player. And that <laughs> was like, that we were like the two, like as far as quality of level, it was like pretty good. Everyone else was either like way better than us or like we were way better than them. And so... St. Edwards was a nice one to play with because it was always going to be like a challenge and you never know who was going to win. But that was not <laughs> fun. But, but to yeah. your, I want to get to your practice because that's the, that's what's exciting about it. You know, I've seen you guys work together as well and what you guys are doing and people on social media get excited about it. And I mean, tell me about it. Tell me what, it, what, you, what your favorite thing about it right now is. And uh, yeah, give us a, a little introduction into the actual into your practice. Sure. So I love my practice. First and foremost, um, my patients are just the most incredible people I've ever met. I'm so inspired by them every single day. We are at an, I don't, I mean, maybe I, sometimes I think it's the city because we're in such a big metropolis. That's why so many interesting people come in, but I don't know. Um, we have artists, we have designers, we have CEOs, we have um, scientists, engineers. And what's interesting is most of them are women. 
And so we have a, we see and treat a lot of women who are in very high, um, you know, important careers and take them very seriously and are also trying to live a full and healthy lifestyle. And so I would say that the, the person that we are treating the most is going to be someone who is extremely career driven and motivated by their passions in their life. And they also so classically want it all, right? They want to be healthy. They want to exercise. They want to eat well. They want to love well and hard. They want to be, they want to have a family. They want to be present for their life and their career. And so I feel like it's our job through the medicine to teach them how to live this really full, vibrant life and do it well and do it in a way that honors their energy and their constitution and uh, is really full of trust and respect for, for the self. So our treatments are extremely customized. I wouldn't say that, you know, we, we do put people on, on treatment protocols, but it, it's extremely customized for what's best for them and how their bodies are showing up. Um, yeah. And it's just such a gift. And I, I love it every single second of it. I can't get enough of it. And it's really my dream job to empower women mostly to to live these, um, these dream lives, you know. And it's, oh, yeah. yeah, it's so, it's so fun. And then on the side of that, we also specialize in holistic skincare. And so not only are we treating, like I said earlier, we're treating internal medicine conditions like hormones, autoimmune disease, allergies, migraines, you know, anything and everything under the sun. And we work on a team as integrative medical practitioners. So we're not here to push out the MDs or push out emergency medicine or anything like that. We love teamwork. So we're all about working with our patients, what we call their wellness team. So I'm going to expect that when someone comes in, they're already going to have blood work done. They're already going to have uh, an MD. They're probably working with either like a PT if they have a pain condition um, or a dermatologist, like Jen was saying, if they're coming in for a skin condition and we're going to work together on a team. So no one's going to step on anyone's toes and we're all just going to be really supportive and collaborative to get these results that we're, that the patient is looking for. Um, yeah. And then, you know, from a dermatology perspective, we love all natural skincare and we love holistic skincare, everything. And I can't wait to tell you more about that because we've sort of, um, pioneered, I think a new and exciting way to treat the skin and, um, natural skincare and, and really cause, you know, change the, change the narrative on cosmetics in the U.S. So, yeah. I'm really excited about how you get so excited about talking about your business because that's how I always talk <laughs> about different businesses. And, and sometimes it's like when people say like, man, I hate my job. And I'm just like, don't do it. Like, why? like you could do something that you love so easily, but well, not easily, but, but, uh, but it's always worth it. Um, I do have a comment though about, uh, you said that you have all sorts of, you know, women coming in from like CEOs and all the way to like trying to live fulfilled lives and do all the things. And so I imagine you have amazing conversations in there. Is that, am I correct on that? Yeah. Absolutely. And, then, and it's, and it's the garden it's in San Francisco. Uh, 
Yeah. Can you just describe, like, the set the scene for people? Because <laughs> it is the most incredible space. I had the pleasure of working there for a little while when I lived in San Francisco. And I would just look forward to spending time there. Like, the energy, the smell, like, everything. So I don't know how many listeners are in San Francisco, but if for anyone that is there, like, it is such a pleasure to spend time. Can you just... It really is. The of the garden? Yeah, sure. So... Uh, We were extremely fortunate during the COVID-19 pandemic. We opened our doors in October of 2020. Mm -hmm. And if you all remember, that was very shortly after the shutdowns in March of 2020. And we took a big risk, but we were fortunate to absorb um, this beautiful, sunny cottage on Sacramento Street, right next door to a Michelin star restaurant and, and, you know, surrounded by these beautiful homes in a quiet neighborhood that's right on the San Francisco Bay. I can actually see the Golden Gate Bridge from the corner of the street, which is really cool. And there's just open doors to the treatment rooms. The sun just drenches the entire cottage um, it's really quaint and we're truly a garden too. So we have a teaching garden off of one of the, the treatment rooms that we call the sunroom properly because it's so sunny in there. Um, yeah. And I, I like to, ch- I'm a big gardener myself and the garden is, is always uh, a healing place and has been a healing place for me and my life. And so naturally the garden wellness clinic was, was an obvious choice. But the teaching garden, we switch every season. And right now we're still growing our kind of late winter, early spring vegetables. We have Swiss chard, we have carrots, we're growing lavender, Meyer lemons, limes, um, getting ready for spring, summer season seeds and, and plantings. And yeah, we're just, it's such a pleasure to be there. Like Jen is saying, the, um, the way that it smells is really beautiful. It's fresh air mixed with all of the gorgeous hydrosols that are, you know, wild harvested plants or organic plants that are grown on a micro farm, just like 15 minutes away in Sausalito. It's the cream of the crop to me. It's just, again, it's my, my dream clinic. Um, there's stained glass windows and, and watercolors hanging on the walls and custom woodwork and we're very into <laughs> the design oh, yeah. of the space. Well, like all that is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah and vegetables good. and citrus and mm-hmm. nice. yeah. So sometimes I'll go out and grab some mint and toss it in hot water and have a little tea while I'm typing my notes and um, yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> really, it's really sweet. What kind of like yeah. a, you said? There's a nice restaurant, right? Like it'd be nice, like a nice date night, like a go mm-hmm. go do like couples. I don't know even, I've never mm-hmm. done anything like this, so I don't even know what you would call it, but everything like a couple's acupuncture session, get super chilled out, we'll get nice meal, yeah. maybe some wine. We have it. <laughs> <laughs> we have, yeah, we have a lot of mothers and daughters coming in or friends coming in who, you know, someone has a friend in town, they'll come in, they'll each get a facial back to back, and then they'll go have lunch or brunch or something at the restaurant next door. And or just go for there's honestly, we're right. We're nestled right up on the Park Presidio. So you could just walk three blocks towards the water and you're in nature. 
So you could go for a hike. That's I lean more towards the hike than the wine after acupuncture. Yeah, well, I would I would imagine so too. <laughs> so walk me through a through a acupuncture facial. Like, what can people expect on that? Because like for me, first thing I hear about that. Now I'm always down to like, fuck it, let's do it kind of deal. But at the same time, it's a little like, whoa, the needles going into my face. Like, mm-hmm. walk us through the process because I know it's not scary, especially like in that environment and. It's becoming more of a thing, especially because that's what you're, that's a big focus of your practice. Is that correct? Yeah. So walk us through. Yeah, I would, I would say so. Sure. So acupuncture facials are incredible. First of all, it's definitely not scary. Um, even though it sounds a little scary at first to have <laughs> acupuncture needles in your face. I, I understand that completely, but uh, to be honest, the, the entire theme and ethos of the treatment is about being gentle and kind of this conversation and concept of, you know, rewriting the way that we think about beauty entirely. So we have just been absorbing, consuming, listening, seeing, hearing, like repeating just a lot of toxic stuff about the way that we are supposed to be in terms of beauty, right? In America. Um, Media literacy is a huge interest of mine and how we can filter out a lot of that noise that is pretty toxic, actually, and not really serving anyone. And we kind of encourage our patients within this beauty treatment, right? To redefine the way that they see themselves and redefine the way that they witness themselves. And one of my first questions I always ask people in an acupuncture facial is, what do you love about your skin? And do you have a, a, a more popular you, answer to that? Well, do you know what people do? They go, um, what? <laughs> They're <laughs> totally shocked, super, super confused. And a lot of them don't know how to answer that question. And so mm-hmm. that immediately tells me that there's a lot of work to be done here and within this this practice. And we can use science, we can use modern medicine, and we can use traditional medicine to all, and also these theories of women's empowerment to all kind of weave this really beautiful treatment where they're leaving with tightened, brightened, glowing, radiant skin from the beautiful botanicals we're using, from the acupuncture needles, from the treatment And also they're getting a full body, whole body health um, treatment as well on top of it. So, you know, side effects of this treatment include like less anxiety, improved (laughs) sleep, (laughs) better hormone health, you know, Um, it's not just about the skin. So, you know, my cliche joke is, you know, it's, it's deeper than surface level, right? Um, We really are treating the whole body in these treatments and also the mind and the psyche, the spirit the whole, the whole body. Yeah. Uh, can you get into a little bit about the science? And I want to expand on that question because, or on that, <clears throat> on that ask, because, you know, I, I hear what you're saying from people always, especially with like social media and all that, and they want to look a certain way and all that. And then they, they go and do like the Botox and like all that stuff that can be a lot of chemicals on your face and it could be damaging. And sometimes you have to be very careful how you do it. Cause I've seen people, you know, do fantastic with stuff like that, but then I've also seen like horrible situations with that. 
as I'm mm-hmm. sure you have as well too, you know, but what is the difference between doing something traditional like that, which in a sense that acupuncture would be the, tr- the traditional thing to do because it's like thousands of years old. Um, mm-hmm. But like, what's the difference between someone doing that type of modality as opposed to maybe embracing themselves and what they can do for themselves? Can you speak a little bit about the science? Maybe you have a comment as well too. After yeah, I would love to hear what Jen has to say too. So what I'm here, I guess the question I'm I'm hearing you ask is what is the what are the benefits of, of both? Like what's the difference in the benefits of both? Maybe the more traditional or like modern route, which is Botox fillers, MD kind of like med spa treatments versus the acupuncture facial treatment. Is that yeah, right? Or like the pros okay. and cons, right? Because like you when sure. you look at uh, like sales sheets, right? It's almost, but this is, but I, I know that part of it, and this is what I want to hear is, is the benefit more of empowering yourself as opposed to just mm-hmm. like relying on an, on an external source, maybe. Totally. Well, first and foremost, what I want to say is I do not want to pass any judgment on any woman for any choice that they make about their body. That is so big because honestly, that's the number one problem is women already feel so judged just from the get-go. Like the second they enter a social setting, there's already something kind of there. So if a, if a person wants to get a Botox treatment, a filler treatment or whatever, great. You know, if that's what makes you feel good about yourself and you feel healthy about that choice and you need that for your self-esteem and your beauty routine, I'm totally on board with that. And again, integrative healthcare. So we support a lot of patients who do both acupuncture and med spa treatments. So that's, I just have to say that to yeah, get started. And then, yeah. And then, um, cause you know, it's not my job to tell people what to do. It's my job to support them as their guide. Um, and if they're interested in learning more about natural alternatives, which is what the cosmetic acupuncture procedure is, it's a natural alternative to Botox and fillers and other medical treatments that may be more chemical forward or toxin forward. It's a great service and treatment for people who are moms or new moms or pregnant. It's a great service for people who are worried um, about you know, toxic load in their body or want to live a more clean and natural lifestyle. This is an amazing alternative. And we, and I always like to say, we're not going to get these Botox results either. So we're going to help you look your best. And we are going to see a lot of exfoliation and radiance and plumping and tightening, but we're not going to, we're not going to see, um, total, you know, relaxation of the frozen muscles, right? So Botox is, um, is an injection that relaxes the muscles in a way that they cannot move um, to prevent future wrinkling and, and depth of, of the change of the skin. An acupuncture facial is different because what it's doing is we're inserting the acupuncture point into actual acupuncture um, energy centers of a- actual points in the face on the meridian channels and channels. Um, and we're, we're going into what's called the elastin mate the collagen elastin matrix. And that's going to produce more natural collagen elastin that is from your body itself instead of adding it on top, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, I, yeah. What do you think, Jen? What are, what are your thoughts on pros and cons of, of both? Pros and cons. So 
Acupuncture facial, I mean, it's aligned with any natural holistic treatment in the sense that you're treating like the underlying root of not the issue, but like the underlying health situation. And then it's also compared to like maybe some more mainstream Western stuff. It's also something that takes more time and consistency, right? So to your point, you're not going to get like the frozen muscle look and one, you know, one treatment. It's going to take consistency, but you're treating, you're addressing like the, you are the structure and the underlying foundation of the skin to encourage it to be the best it can possibly be, which is in general what you were doing with acupuncture, right? It's like guiding the body back into its natural state of healing. Like the body wants to be able to heal and rejuvenate itself. And so acupuncture is doing the same thing. It's just guiding it in that direction, like giving it tools. Um, Exactly. And that's, what's, that's a great point that um, I wanted to make as well is, you know, the, the root of, of acupuncture and, you know, a Chinese medical appointment is we're going to figure out like a detective, why your body is doing what it's doing and what, you know, why it's talking to you in symptoms instead of in pleasure and ease. Right. And we're going to help you with acupuncture to come back to that balanced state of ease and pleasure. So I always like to tell patients, the body doesn't speak languages like English or Spanish or Turkish or whatever. Like the body speaks in pain and pleasure and in energy and all these things that a lot of us either pay attention to or don't. Right. And there's a a spectrum with that. So if we can learn how to speak our body's language, we can really learn to help ourselves heal. And acupuncture does just that. I love that. I mean, I wish I could get a text message from my body. It's like, hey, you need to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you need to rest man. <laughs> okay cool perfect <laughs> i can do that <laughs> yeah. um, i want to get into uh because <clears throat> i i don't there's so much here but i, well, I want to get into this question about biohacking and anti-aging right because from what i from what i am gathering here when people take the time to do this type of service for themselves in a way they're they're trying to you know relax because i know that a lot of aging is involved or is related to to a lot of stress or 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 just stress in general right and sometimes stress can be good but what do you how do you perceive biohackers or biohacking and Mm -hmm. then the anti-aging movement as well well i have a question for you so i'm not an expert in biohacking and i would love to hear your definition of what is biohacking Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Perfect. So biohacking is just, well, for me, in my definition and the way that I practice biohacking is, is mm-hmm. taking practices that do add a little bit of stress to my body just for like hormesis so that I can train my body in these slightly extreme situations so that I can be, become more resilient to those same type of situations in a future situation that I can't predict. Right. So mm-hmm. like the idea that like uh, I can go do an ice bath, right, for like three to five minutes and it's like shivering and you're cold, but you can learn how to control that that shivering and you can learn how to control your breath. Right. And so that in a situation that I am, you know, maybe that can be stressful or that I'm like fight or flight, I can go back into myself like, oh, I've been in this, situ- this situation before. I can control my breathing and then still get out of the situation without being so distraught or so fear-based or so scared and so it's just like taking for me that's how i would define it is taking is is on purpose 
uh, taking on practices that maybe can be a little out of the ordinary and stressful, but for the purpose of learning how to become uh, more resilient to those type of situations. Okay. I hear that. Okay. Yeah. Um, when I hear the word hacking, it sounds so extreme and intense to me that I feel personally like I have a little resistance to that, but that makes sense. Um, everything that you said makes a lot of sense and is relatable back to the acupuncture, the science of acupuncture and how it works. And what I mean from, from my perspective is we're gentle medicine practitioners. Not all acupuncturists are gentle, but at the garden, we, we really pride ourselves in, in gentle healing techniques, um, almost like a less is more kind of a thing. Not that we're doing nothing. We're doing a lot, you know, we're working really hard with our patients, but we life already, you know, it's kind of a concept of life is very hard already. And so let's see where we can get with some gentle healing. And also, again, going back to the psychology of skincare and, and beauty, um, inviting a little bit more gentleness into that is has been really helpful for our patients. So um, to answer your question, I, you know, there is a description of how the, for talking about skincare still and how the acupuncture facial works from a scientific perspective, we are creating micro trauma to the skin and asking the collagen and elastin to arrive to the dermis, to the fat layer, to the cellular layer that creates elastin and collagen and make more of it. So in a way it kind of matches your description of, of biohacking, um, even though I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it that. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's funny because, because the thing about the, the word hacking is kind of interesting because usually you can you can correlate that word hacking into like a shortcut, right? Because I I had an interview with yeah. someone else about the bio about the concept of biohacking. He was very much like, I just I don't like that because there's no shortcuts, you know. Like it, and and then like any of these practices are really not shortcuts. You're making it a longer process because like you're trying to prepare yourself. So it's not necessarily a shortcut, but like that's the simple thing, like blue blockers, right. It's like, it's a hacking thing because like you don't want blue light after a certain hour so you can get deeper sleep. And so like, that's a biohacking practice, but like, you're not, mm. it's not really a shortcut. And I've always, well, because I'm, I'm into tech and ha hacking really becomes a shortcut. Like, Oh, if I can do this in two, in two strokes, then now I'm hacking the whole system as opposed to like having to write all the codes and stuff like that. But, but that's, so, so yeah, what I'm cool. hearing is more of like an efficiency, efficiency, faster approach to the same result that you could get if you were taking the long, the long route. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What do you think, Jen? What's, what's your, how do you relate biohack biohacking to acupuncture? Oh, well, your description, you know, connecting the two makes sense. I'm with you in that my initial reaction to the word biohacking, I'm very resistant. My thought is like, why do we need to hack our biology? Why, you know, can't we work with our biology and support it and nurture it and be gentle and, and love on it rather than say like, this needs to change. And that's the same with like the anti-aging terminology, right? We're all aging. Mm -hmm. So what? Why are we making it? Why are we adding sort of this like negative connotation to it? But I guess if I think about what you're describing with biohacking and blue blue blockers and cold plunge and everything, so maybe, mm -hmm. maybe there's something with it applies to the modern world that we live in. And even with acupuncture too, right? It's like going back to kind of all these like ancient 
traditions and maybe how humans were supposed to live and evolve and take care of their health and wellness. I think it needs a rebrand. I think biohacking needs a rebrand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You yeah, know, I... Um, very popular have termed it up, and I think it was Dave Asprey that, because he considers himself the, the grandfather of biohacking, I think he came up with that term. And, I mean, he's got mm-hmm. a large presence, so we got to go, go with it. <laughs> but it is like, you know, I guess acupuncture could fall in that category of biohacking, especially if you look at the connection to like seasonality in a way. I don't, I don't know. This might be a stretch, yeah. but the connection to the seasonality and living in alignment with nature and, and seeing our bodies as an extension of the earth and we're yeah, mm-hmm. using tools to we are. connect. Is there different practices in the acupuncture depending on the seasons? Yes, definitely. I love talking about the seasons. You're speaking my language. Um, So about maybe it was a couple years ago, I created this self-published zine. Do you know what a zine is? It's like a tiny little magazine. Um, That's what it's a tiny, tiny magazine zine, (laughs) Um, self-published. And it is all about the five seasons of Chinese medicine. There's five, not four. We celebrate late summer as well as one of the seasons. And within that, there are... We have three seasons. (laughs) There are recommendations on how to treat your body um, that is found in the ancient texts of the medicine um, per, per season. And I love it. I think it works really well. I find, you know, for myself and my patients, it's been really helpful the more aligned I feel with nature's rhythms, the more ease and pleasure I feel in my body. And it's, I seem to have less um, imbalances and, and symptoms that come up if I am living that way. And that ranges anywhere from the way we sleep, the way we eat, the way we um, move our bodies, and then also the, the adjustments. What do we add? What do we take away? And so it's this constant readjusting to the new season and the new energy of the earth. And um, you could, yeah, maybe you could relate that to biohacking. I don't know. But there's there's definitely adjustments that we make that can encourage healthy and more vibrant living. And I found it to be very successful. And um, I just want to talk about it all day. So, well, so- <laughs> Can you talk a little? So we're in mid-April. This will be coming out like within a month. A couple of weeks. A couple weeks. Okay. So we'll still be in spring Mm -hmm. season. Can you talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about like for people that are wanting to live in alignment with the season, what are the practices, foods, like what is the rundown of spring? How should they be? Sure. Who's the teaser? Yes, I will give you um, some really great info. So first of all, in the lunar calendar, which is what we're operating from here, the spring season starts February 5th and ends on May 4th. And then summer starts May 5th and goes all the way through August 4th. So we are actually coming up on the seasonal shift here in just a few weeks. Ooh, okay. Maybe, maybe talk about that. So, yeah, well, I, yeah, I would love, since we're in spring, I'd love to talk about spring and I'll also give you a couple um, tips for the summer too, but I want to share, I think what could be interesting is to share how they're different. Yeah. Um, and if you're listening during spring and you're still, you know, 
within a climate, wherever you are, that is still feeling like spring, that's what's important here, right? Don't get so locked in on the dates. It's really about nature's energies and what's happening outside and what the plants are doing and how you can incorporate um, these practices into your lifestyle, depending on your your climate, right? That's what's really important here. So the spirit of spring um, in Chinese medicine, the the liver and the gallbladder are the organ systems here, and we want to treat them really well with a fresh and healthy diet. It is the energy of yang energy within yin energy. So the spring energy transforms the yin energy of winter. Winter is yin within yin, like utmost yin. Uh, the climate is windy in the spring, so we can tend to get more anxious this time of, of year. The planet is Jupiter. Um, so it's all about growth, goodwill, abundance. The color is green. So we want to incorporate more green foods into our diets. Uh, we want to be weary of anger this season too. It's common to get irritable and all that like windy energy. I don't know if you guys could feel that this, this season, but I definitely could. I get a little irritable sometimes when things don't go my way this, this time of year. Um, so meditation practice is important or an exercise practice to move that energy through. Um, yeah. And then the spirit is the ethereal soul. It's, it's a spirit of planning and decision-making. So it's really common to feel like we need to get our calendars in order and we need to get our decisions made and, you know, what are we doing for the rest of the year and the, the sleepy winter hibernation energy is, is done. So when we go into summer, things do change a little bit. Um, that's going to be the heart and the small intestine. The energy is the yang energy within yang energy. So it's the ultimate time of yang. So it's all about like fire and heat and pleasure, play, excitement, you know, getting out there, being more social, um, eating roasty, delicious, spicy foods, and also those fun, icy foods to help you acclimate to the heat. You guys definitely feel that in Texas <laughs> down there. <laughs> Got a lot of tips for that Texas heat whenever you need them. The emotion of summer is joy. Um, it's easy to feel really so the imbalance is more of like um, feeling scattered because you're so excited, excitable that it's hard to kind of ground in the summertime. There's usually a lot going on. Um, laughter is also big this season too. Um, so just that outward like sunshine expression. The blood vessels are important this time of year. So we want to take care of our circulation, our movement, um, incorporate deep breathing exercises and continue to eat mineral rich foods and hydrate our bodies well so we don't get dehydrated. And um, it's a it's a moment for consciousness, uh, deep thinking, affection, memory, and sleep. Because you know it's almost like we don't need as much sleep in the in the summertime. Um, and you know, fire element. So there's there's that's kind of a little taste of of the zine, and you know some of the things that we talk about in the zine. And there's also a whole list of. Um, recipes and a grocery list that's seasonal and how, what to look for at the farmer's market and um, how to find, how to make, you know, more aligned decisions at the grocery store and things like that. Anne is an unbelievable cook. So I imagine those recipes are like <laughs> top notch. Yeah. It'd be really fun to try some new seasonal. Well, do you have any recipes on your website? 
I do. Uh, we just started a vlog last month um, or a month or two ago. And there's one up there. I owe the blog some more recipes on writing them as we speak. There's, I think, a really good soup on there for winter. And so I'm, you know, for spring and summer, I'm probably going to do, I love, I love making salads. Salads are not recommended all times of year, by the way, but for spring and summer, they are. So for spring, I I really enjoy a warm salad. So incorporating um, some warmth to the salad, but also with those fresh greens. So like, I'm thinking like an arugula salad with dandelion greens, radicchio. It's really colorful, but also there's maybe like a grilled steak on top or grilled chicken (laughs) or like, you know, um, grilled tofu, whatever you need for protein or even, you know, something like um, roasted chickpeas in a Cajun spice blend. That's a little spicy, but with that fresh, like fennel, radicchio, lemon kind of spring salad mix. And so you have a combo of, let's say, you know, like roasted chickpeas and uh, warm quinoa that's on the side of this bright green salad that's all colorful and crunchy and fresh. So that's spring. And then for summer, um, in the zine, we have, <laughs> we're going to need another podcast just to talk about food, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, for summer in the zine, we did I did a popsicle recipe, which was fun. So it's a watermelon kiwi popsicle that um, half of the popsicle is fresh watermelon juice, which is really hydrating and great for summer, um, summer heat and cooling summer heat in the body or heart heat in the body. And then kiwi has that beautiful tang um, and also the fun little seeds. So visually you have kind of like a color block popsicle and they're really easy to make and, and fun for kids and and everybody loves those yeah so, and so this on the website this is the garden is it, what is it the garden what's the, the garden sf.co okay and where else can people yeah. find you is there anything that you're promoting right now that people should sign up for or anything like that yeah, we have um, an email list that I would love for everyone to sign up for. That's probably where you're going to get the most content um, on the on the regs. There's the blog, of course. You can connect with us on our website, thegardensf.co. Follow us on our Instagram, thegardensf. There's always, you know, some fun recipes or inspo on there, and yeah, lots of cool classes and workshops coming up. So. We have some new offerings that we're, I'm excited to share um, and, and you know, build hype about because they're going to be so special, of course, and, and wonderful. So um, keep, you know, stay, in tune, stay tuned for those things. And we'll probably be announcing those on Instagram and email. So definitely follow us on, on those two channels. And yeah, we would love to connect. So if you're ever in San Francisco, please come visit and, and get a treatment and meet one of us. And We'd, be, we'd love to take care of you. One other thing. So um, where do you see things going for the garden, like in the next, you know, couple of years? What are your plans for where? Good where question. In the future. Yeah, good question. So we are so fortunate to not just have a clinic in San Francisco, but we also have a wellness shop. And so people can actually come by anytime and shop the wellness shop and also um, order online for local pickups. So if you need, you know, 
top of the line holistic skincare or all natural first aid or your herbs and you're, you know, in San Francisco or visiting town, that's a great way to connect with us. We are encouraging our online presence. And so look out for some new content coming your way in the next year or so. And then I want to write a book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you can probably already tell that I really love talking about nutrition and food. So we'll see what what's what's coming down the pipe in the next five years. Well, that's, that's but definitely you. look out for some some reading material from me. Yeah. I mean, please go on, on the Garden SF and you can find, I'm sure, all the links there as well, too. Follow her on Instagram. Follow the Garden on Instagram. And uh, I'm, I'm excited for what you have going on because like your energy around speaking about the subject and, and, and your practice is exciting. And that's always like, from, from my experience, it's always a recipe for success. And I'm, ex I'm excited for the people to also learn more about you and about your practice. And I can't wait to hear what else is coming down the pipeline. But uh, I any, know, any, thank you. any last comments, any last advice or words? <laughs> Ooh, that's a tough one, putting me on the spot for last-minute advice. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Um, listen to your body. I think that's the best. That's the best piece of advice. Is your body is more wise than you think it is. So um, definitely, if you've never been to acupuncture, go check it out. Even if you're not in San Francisco, go find your local acupuncturist. Book an appointment with them as soon as possible. They'll change your life for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. That was Anne Woods from The Garden in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys so much. Nice talking with you. Thanks for having me.